The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. This is the American Veteran Show. Proud to finally say these two words. Welcome home. Dedicated to those who have worn the uniform. Tremendous national asset. Dedicated to our active duty men and women. They came not as conquerors, but as liberators. Dedicated to presenting issues, topics, and interviews highlighting their commitment to our country. I want to thank the courageous men and women who've served their country in uniform. Less than 1% population of our country chooses to serve our country in the military and the other 99% of us we owe them online at americanveteranshow.com here's Stephen Tubbs welcome to this week's edition of the American Veteran Show our annual Veterans Day program we'll have much more straight ahead including some of the news of the past week and we will begin coming up momentarily with the funeral service held just a couple of days ago at the National Cathedral for Colin Powell. It is a pleasure to have you along. Be sure to check out our new and improved website, AmericanVeteranShow.com. And as always, thank you to our presenting sponsor, Attorney John Boson, and his team of attorneys here locally. They are fighting on behalf of veterans every single day. BosonLaw.com, that's B-O-E-S-E-N Law.com, BosonLaw.com. Their number, 303 999 It was on Friday, the funeral service for General Colin Powell. He was a great blessing to all who knew him. Colin Powell was remembered for his extraordinary contributions to his country, a 35-year military career and serving four presidents from both parties as a national security advisor, joint chiefs of staff chairman and secretary of state. Powell's predecessor, Madeleine Albright. As I grew to know him, I came to view Colin Powell as a figure who almost transcended time. Powell lived by 13 rules of leadership. The first, it ain't as bad as you think. It will look better in the morning. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Of course, hearing from former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, her connections with Denver and, of course, DU. It was very touching at the National Cathedral. Colin Powell's son, Michael. The example of Colin Powell does not call on us to emulate his resume, which is too formidable for mere mortals. It is to emulate his character and his example as a human being. We can strive to do that. We can choose to be good. He spent a whole weekend hanging chain and hoisting the engine and messing with who knows what. When he put it back together and started it, the car whopped like a helicopter. We rushed to the door and saw him backing out of the driveway with a big, proud smile on his face. But that smile faded quickly when he shifted the car into drive, and it would never go forward again. And one of the more touching moments at the National Cathedral. My father made a monumental difference. He lived. He lived well. I've heard it asked, are we still making his kind? I believe the answer to that question is up to us. To honor his legacy, I hope we do more than consign him to the history books. I hope we recommit ourselves to being a nation where we are still making his kind. 
for as he said in his autobiography, his journey was an American journey. Colin Powell was a great lion with a big heart. We will miss him terribly. Michael Powell, in honor of General Colin Powell, so many different, literally and figuratively, hats that he wore. No one can ever question his patriotism and his love of country. Rest in peace. As we continue this opening segment of the American Veteran Show, coming up a bit later on in the program, we'll hear a really cool segment, I think. It's it's called Old and Young, and this particular instance deals with British soldiers and someone who served way back in World War II and someone who served in most recent conflicts of Iraq and Afghanistan. We'll have that coming up next segment. And, of course, on this Veterans Day edition of the program, a bit later on, we will play, and I know we've done this before, and it doesn't get much better than the Veterans Day speech delivered by then-President Ronald Reagan. We'll get you caught up now on a few veteran issues that are making news this past week. This is a horrible story. We're talking about three vets. Three vets brutally beaten. Now the search is on for the heartless men who carried out this attack you see right behind us. At four, you heard from one of those veterans. Now, all new at five, Brian Duffy live in Akron tonight. And Brian, you just got a hold of those 911 calls to tell the story, the senseless beatdown. What it tells is a heartbreaking story, and it's just getting harder and harder day by day to wrap our heads around the ongoing, the continual violence that we're seeing in Northeast Ohio. And this takes to another level. Veterans outside of an American Legion post robbed, beaten. It's simply hard to make sense of what you're seeing. The camera out back of the Firestone American Legion post on Kenmore caught it all. The video and the 911 call tell the story. And this car pulled up and and jumped, like started jumping him. So my other two regulars went outside to help him, uh-huh. and they got beat up. Robbery was the motive. When these guys didn't get what they wanted, they decided to beat up a bunch of older veterans, beat them up bad. He's bleeding and his his eyes swelling really bad, and he can't see out of his left eye. The victim will need surgery to save his eye. It all happened so quick, so violent, heartless. They didn't really see what they were wearing because as soon as they came out the door, they started beating the crap out of them. Akron police are working the neighborhood, looking for a lead on the suspects. They called this senseless and unprovoked. All three men suffered injuries. One man, 61 years old, trying to sort out how one minute he was watching the Ohio State game on TV, and in the next, he's getting punched and kicked in the face. Said that they would come and do something like that for no reason. The guy was just standing out there smoking a cigarette. All me and the other guy did was go out there and try to stop it. Now, here is a, well, I guess proof positive. We're going to end this on a positive. Since that report aired, they've made one solid arrest, and they got all the information on the other two. May they rot, at least 
for the next few years in a jail cell. And also making news this week, the start of San Diego's Fleet Week. One of San Diego's biggest events is rolling into town, the Fleet Week, where we celebrate our military. Preparing for Fleet Week, U.S. Marines are on a different kind of mission. We don't get these opportunities to show you where your taxpayer dollars go. These two tactical vehicles are heading down State Route 163 towards Broadway. A shout out to the police department for supporting us there. And uh, again, we're really looking forward to what Fleet Week has to offer. During the free public event, you can tour ships like the U.S. Coast Guard cutter Benjamin Bottoms and the naval ship USS Fort Worth and interact with local service members. Even though we see the ships going by every day or the helos, um, a lot of people still don't know what happens uh, behind the gate. During Fleet Week, Lieutenant Colonel Michael O'Brien says you get to see what's behind the uniform. To let you know who we really are as people were really just like you. Growing up in the Marine Corps was a really great experience. I got to see a lot of the values that I wanted to kind of incorporate into my own character. And so being able to be on the other side to hopefully set some of those examples for other people. Hoffman hopes to encourage the younger generation to proudly serve their country. You serve so that you can continue to give back. And it's not just Marines, U.S. Coast Guard and the Navy who are giving back. It's great to interact with the local population because we really do feed off of that support that we get uh, very regularly, no matter what operation it is we're doing, whether it's, you know, local humanitarian operations uh, overseas. To learn more about Fleet Week and the events, go to CBS8.com and click on the help button. That's from San Diego and a local CBS KFMB TV channel 8. Congratulations to them. They get to be in person for the first time in a couple of years for that city's Fleet Week. We are just getting started on the American Veteran Show. Coming up next, a segment called Old and Young, a World War II veteran, speaks with a present-day veteran, and they share stories. That's coming up next on this Veterans Day 2021 edition of the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. Beautiful Sunday afternoon here on the American Veteran Show. It is our Veterans Day 2021 edition and still to come on the program, that wonderful Veterans Day speech delivered by then-President Ronald Reagan. We've got other things in store for you as we continue the program. And just don't forget, I know some people never take advantage of this, even though they've worn the uniform, but take advantage of those freebies from donuts to burgers to discounts to whatever let somebody else pick up the tab as we head toward Veterans Day later on this week. This next segment is called Old and Young. A World War II veteran speaks with a veteran from the most recent conflicts, including Afghanistan, and they're both proud veterans of the British services. We deployed in Iraq to Iraq in 2006. We then deployed to Kosovo. From there, we then deployed to uh, Afghanistan. Well, you've been through quite a lot, son, haven't you? Hi, Hello, you. young man. Nice to meet you. How are you? Pleasure. How you been? You okay? Not so bad. Yourself? On the spot. On the spot. On the spot. There's a stack of me here, isn't there? Aye. Right? Right. Which war did you fight in? 
Second World War, my fatella was the third fatella, and there was 12 of us, and we took part in the North African campaign, and then we went on to the invasion of Sicily. How long were you away for? Two years. In them days, with a different war, you had to go where you were sent, and it, some lads went to North Africa and went right through and never got home till way after D-Day. The other wars that followed this, it's an entirely different war than what ours was. From my way of thinking, I, I, I wouldn't like to have fought in that war, I'll be honest with you. See, that's where I think the two changed, because yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like to fight in your war. Because in my eyes, being on a ship... It's probably safer on a ship, so I can't swim, so... You can't swim? <laughs> Put your sailor. And he never taught me. But where would you swim to? <laughs> if you're a long way from home... <laughs> Don't matter whether you could swim or not. Well, you've been through quite a lot, son, haven't you? What are your feelings towards the enemy now in comparison to at the time? That's a good one, that. At the time, I didn't... It's, it's weird, because I'm going to probably stand out here, is I didn't have any hate for them. I believed that we were fighting in someone else's country and they were defending it, in a way. But I think that's one of the other reasons why I left, because... I, um, I didn't believe in it in the end. I think I, I think I fought that hard and I was fighting an enemy so much that I was I was equal to them. If someone can fight, if someone can get a number of men in front of me and fight me and my men to the, to the extreme that they were fighting us, then hat off to them. What about yourself? Well, <laughs> we fought the Germans to win the war. That's what was bred into you. And it took me until about 1970 before I could really, you know, see me way clear. I have nothing against them now. It took me all that time to realise they were the same as us doing what they had to do. Have you ever fired a weapon? Yes. Uh, on the landing craft, I was an anti-aircraft gunner. Uh, we, we had six Orlicans and a 12-pounder on her, so uh, I fired that many times through the war. It's a different thing. It's, it's not like firing a rifle. No, no it, I, like a soldier has to rely on a rifle, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, you have to rely on me. Anti-aircraft gun. Whenever there's an imminent danger, you call to action station, and if the planes come at you, then you have to fight back. And uh, on the Orlikin, you had a shield, which you, you look through the gap, so to speak. It always gave you that feeling that it couldn't hit you, but, which was a silly way of thinking, but it gave you a bit of feeling of comfort, if you know what I mean. See, with us, we were just rifles. We were just, well, rifles, um, and we had the uh, GPMGs, which were 7.62 belt fed, which that most of them... Well, you'd be lost without your rifle or your gun, wouldn't you? Yeah. On the deck. <laughs> Afghan had a section, so I had a section of eight lads, and very, very good lads as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we would get in 360 ambushes, so we'd be yeah. basically, we'd get hit by an IED, so you'd have someone from the front, yeah. right, left, they're coming from yeah. the top of the compound, and they're basically just spraying you with rapid fire, with 7.62. Once you got into the firefight, you could never tell what was going to happen, but you always knew it was going to be like a well-oiled machine, the way... Your SOPs kick into place the way you, you, you know, your lads would, they just knew. Because of the amount of training you did, we, yeah. we knew exactly what we were doing. 
Have you ever suffered a serious injury? I've only had a, a back flash from the gun, which sometimes with an orlikin, after it gets hot, thing sort of blows and you get a flash, yeah, but uh, nothing uh, serious. Uh, Apart from like a few broken like sprains and broken yeah. wrists and stuff like that, and a major one would be probably mental, mentally. And this is, this is, as you know, it's a massive epidemic that's going through the military at the moment for veterans and for still serving is mental health. The past 13 years, I've really suffered, like really, really suffered. But I've sort of like battered it backwards, battered it backwards and kept moving forward, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always kept, kept yeah. moving forward. And I think with my age now, I've got to the age where it's like, well, I've got my family and all that. It's yeah. like, I've got to stay straight, you know what I mean? But it does, it creeps back a lot. It does creep back a lot. I think having my daughter is kicking up the arse quite hard, like, you know what I mean? But I think if... If it didn't, I'd probably still yeah. be like that. You know what I mean it's, uh, but I know a lot of lads, a lot of girls, yeah. a lot of, a lot, a lot of soldiers yeah. are suffering. Do you miss the forces? Oof, that's a good question. No, I don't think I missed it. I was away about four and a half years. I served, and I was glad to get out. And no, that's my answer to that. I don't know about yourself. No, a lot of the lads. Their issue with it when they say, oh yeah, I missed the army, I wish I'd go back. I think what it is, is, is regimented. The regimented in a, such a routine where that is your life and you do that for three to seven to 22 years. Well, I left and it was like, oh, I'm struggling here. But it was because it was the unknown. It's, uh, I don't miss it. I miss the lads and the I miss... The camaraderie. Yeah, I miss That's that. That's about the only thing you miss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, I miss firefights, believe it or not. I miss getting into firefights, I miss weapon handling, I miss teaching it. But that can be replaced by anything. You know I mean, if you find an, another passion, another love in life, you replace it with that, you know I mean? From my point of view, it may be to help the younger generation. They don't know about your war, they don't know about my war. And by coming on this sort of thing, people watch it and they realise... It's part of history, I would think so, or I hope so. Oh, well, with me, it's like, for 10 years after getting out, I, I, I suffered and I went into a dark place and I kept it to myself. And when, every time someone mentioned the military or something like that, I'd switch off and walk away. Didn't want to know. And I'm still a little bit like that now. But since I've, well, since this year, I've started a new project. I've been talking about my career and my uh, story and my mental health and my, my fight and struggle and all, all that carry on it's, it's actually helping me it's helping me talking about it more importantly there could be someone sat in a dark room right now who hasn't left the house for two weeks and they're, just, they're scrolling the phone they come, they come across Lad Bible they, watch, they listen to this they listen to me and you and they go I've been through that I've seen this or that's worse than me or that's not as worse than me and they, they, if they stand up and they walk out the front door and they give it a go then we save one, then it is worth it. So that, that's why I talk about my story now. And well, I wouldn't have known your story if I hadn't have listened to it here, would I? I've learned a lot from you, and I hope our little talk today has helped in that I way. I think it will. Not just, not, not just the younger generation, I think the eldest as well. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Nice, nice to meet you. Thank you. That called Old and Young. Kudos to both of those men. We will continue the American Veteran Show coming up and again on this Veterans Day program ahead. I just want to say I hope you went out yesterday, even though it wasn't a parade in downtown Denver. They did the, the well, 
the best they could on the 16th Street Mall. And kudos to the Colorado Veterans Project for still putting that together yesterday. Hopefully you were able to take part. We will take a break. When we come back, much more. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. American Veterans Show. Segment three begins now and coming up next segment again, that Ronald Reagan speech that is just so iconic. We've played it for many years in a row here on our annual Veterans Day week program. Uh, Not to get too personal, but some of you certainly have gone through the process, the grieving of losing a pet. Just uh, more than a week ago, we had to put down our beloved Duke. After 15 years, the Beagle, you know, he had just lived a full life. But it just, it kind of solidified in my mind just what dogs and and pets in general can mean to all of us. And, of course, here on the program, we have talked for years at various times about how important, say, organizations like Freedom Service Dogs are. Let's never forget man's best friend. When our veterans come back from combat, settling back in can sometimes be difficult. A service dog might make all the difference. 7 News anchor Sabila Vargas shows us an upstate program helping local veterans with a special twist. Girl. They say a dog is a man's best friend, but to a veteran with PTSD, it takes on a whole new meaning. The dog actually knows the veteran better than the veteran knows themselves. Bill Brightman, who served in the Navy, knows this very well. He's been running service dogs for veterans for seven years. They map us so they know eye tension, facial tension, twitching of the hands, changing of the voice, the pitch of your voice, the tone of your voice. They map all of that. And it's actually, in many cases, better than medicine. Unlike most training facilities that train dogs that will eventually be paired with veterans... His approach is different. The actual veteran trains the dog. It's very cathartic for a PTSD veteran to train their dog. And unlike most dogs that get trained to help our wounded warriors, these dogs are rescues. So the veteran is rescuing the dog and the dog is rescuing the veteran. Something that attracted veteran Jackie Acosta. Not only was I doing something good for somebody, um, it it was hope. Lead trainer Jessica Bimmerman and her demo dog Cricket are part of the team. She says having a veteran train the service dog adds an extra layer of bonding and builds pride in the veteran. They get that sense of accomplishment when they're interacting with their dog. They're seeing that the dog's responding to them and their handling and training methods. The training is intense. Seven months of exercise that increase the bond and focus between human and canine. For Jack and his rescue, Echo, it's about retaining some of the structure he had in the military and familiarity. We're used to, in the military, having a, you know, a battle buddy, a shooting buddy, whatever it is. You always operate in pairs. So having a buddy to ride with you, having a buddy to kind of go in places with you, and you're talking to them, and they're, they're looking at you, and it just kind of gives you a little more, um, you know, a sense of purpose, I guess. 
know, being on a team, working for somebody that's not yourself, um, it's, it's subtle, but it's powerful, I think. Jackie's service dog passed away a year ago. I was just devastated, you know, fell in a deep hole. A hole that has since been filled with her rescue, Zelda. Uh, see, the way she looks at me right now, she knows, she knows, you know, that I'm feeling something right now or whatever, but that's the connection right there. We're two of the same spirit. And that connection makes a world of difference to our warriors, who sometimes have serious problems adjusting to life after combat. Their confidence level out in public go from, you know, they're very worried when they first enter the program, not sure if they can do the program. And then when they graduate, they have this renewed sense of confidence and they're not fearful. To a veteran and their furry partner, it's priceless. When I look in her eyes and she looks back, like, I hear you, you know, I get it. And, I mean, how do you put that into words? I don't know. Sabila Vargas, 7 News. Cool story. And once again, if you want to help even locally, one of our sponsors on the regular show, and they're part of the 710 KNUS family, freedomservicedogs.org, freedomservicedogs.org. Other stories that made news this past week dealing with our veterans. Veterans Day is November 11th, a week from tomorrow, and there will be plenty of special events across the area. But this year, few have done more to honor both veterans and first responders than an El Paso County woman in the process of turning part of her home into a tribute that is absolutely Colorado. About 10 miles southeast of Falcon, Taryn Hodges is back on the roof of her barn. It's just going to give it a little bit more pop. Tracing her letters to emphasize her message. We see you. We support you. She's not a veteran or first responder herself, but knows plenty who are. A lot of people have no idea um, what it's like to be on the front lines like that. There is a thin blue line flag for police, a wounded warrior, separate stripes for dispatchers, corrections officers. Hey, I missed a spot. She began painting the mural back in September. I spend way too much time up here. And the project has since become her own personal escape. There's nothing complicated about, you know, just putting this color up here. And it gives just some peace. Her canvas on Jones Road sees minimal traffic. Only a handful of cars every hour, yet she continues adding more. Facing the west is going to be an American flag um, kind of broken up over the, the different pieces of the barn, but it'll be visible from that hill down there, and that'll be fantastic. Eventually, Taryn will run out of space on her own barn, but that doesn't mean that's where this project ends. She plans to put a sign up along the road that says something like, if you've got a barn and paint, I can help you get started. You may be intimidated by design, and I can help with that. And I would just like to see other people be able to do this kind of stuff. It's her way of serving. I love to paint big stuff. To thank those who do it every day. That out of Colorado Springs. How about a free home? Well, not here. And you know what? I do hope they say there's no such thing as a free lunch or maybe no such thing as a free home. May this truly be free. Very exciting day. Um, we have multiple veterans that work here in our Tampa division. So this is a great opportunity for all of us to give back. We had more than 200 families apply for this home here in Zephyr Hills. We're really looking for a family that we feel can be successful in this community and, and put down their own roots and, you know, let their family grow up here. Welcome home to Bristol Meadows. <laughs> 
just beyond like our expectations, you know, just walking in and we already feel, feel at home already. It's beautiful. It's so it's so beautiful. Um, it's amazing. So just as Garfield was saying, we're so thankful um, to Operation Homefront and Meritage Homes. Um, this this home is is definitely you know beyond words. First meal in the new house. Yes. <laughs> I feel thankful and um, excited um, to start this next chapter in our new home. Very cool. That out of Tampa, Florida. And as we go to our final break, this American Veteran Show, again, Ronald Reagan's speech on Veterans Day coming up. We salute you, all of you who have worn the uniform and cannot thank you enough. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her. is the American Veteran Show, online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephan Tubbs. Our final segment of the American Veteran Show on this, our annual Veterans Day program. May you get out, if you're a veteran, may you take advantage of the free things that people want to offer you, discounts and free things, and may you, and who am I? I'm a lowly civilian, but may you do your best to receive the adulation, to receive the thanks. Even if you feel as a veteran, well, you were only following orders or everybody did it depending on your generation, or if you feel like, well, I was, you know, simply just doing my job, please take the thanks because we are forever in your debt. Right ahead of Veterans Day 2021. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. I say your name. You solemnly swear. You solemnly swear. 
Yes. Support and defend. Support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies. Foreign and domestic. And to bear true faith. And allegiance to the same. Then I will obey. The orders of. The President of the United States. And the orders of. Those officers. Appointed over me. According to regulations. And the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I, the armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The timing of this holiday is quite deliberate in terms of historical fact, but somehow it always seems quite fitting to me that this day comes deep in autumn when the colors are muted and the days seem to invite contemplation. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise, but most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. In memory of those who gave the last full measure of devotion, may our efforts to achieve lasting peace gain strength. Let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their value, and born by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to 
to assure the survival and the success of liberty. A few moments ago, I placed a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. And as I stepped back and stood during the moment of silence that followed, I said a small prayer. And it occurred to me that each of my predecessors has had a similar moment. And I wondered if our prayers weren't very much the same, if not identical. We celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I. The armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And I wonder, in fact, if all Americans' prayers aren't the same as those I mentioned a moment ago. For all we can ever do for our heroes is remember them and remember what they did. And memories are transmitted through words. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. There's always someone who is remembering for us. No matter what time of year it is or what time of day, there are always people who come to this cemetery, leave a flag or a flower or a little rock on a headstone. And they stop and bow their heads and communicate what they wished to communicate. I think sometimes of General Matthew Ridgway, who the night before D-Day, tossed sleepless on his cot and talked to the Lord and listened for the promise that God made to Joshua. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. We are surrounded today by the dead of our wars. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us. All we can do is try to see that other young men never have to join them. Today, as never before, we must pledge to remember the things that will continue the peace. Today, as never before, we must pray for God's help in broadening and deepening the peace we enjoy. Let us pray for freedom and justice and a more stable world. And let us make a compact today with the dead. A promise in the words for which General Ridgway listened, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Such great words from the great communicator. On behalf of all of us at 710 KNUS in Denver, and on behalf of anyone out there, maybe you, that has such a deep appreciation for our veterans, may all of you who have served have a wonderful week ahead and Reap the praise and and soak it in as we say thank you for your service. For producer Matt Steinkruger, I'm Stefan Tubbs. Have a great week ahead. We'll talk to you next week. And be sure to remember our troops and thank a veteran on this Veterans Day week.
The American Veteran Show is a copyrighted production of Mountain Time Media Group, LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit AmericanVeteranShow.com. Join us next week for another edition of The American Veteran Show. way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats and place your entry it's as easy as that if you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into 250 dollars with just a few taps easy gameplay quick withdrawals and injury insurance on your picks are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.